शिला गुरुदेव की जाए श्रीमन महाप्रभु की जाए श्री श्री राधा दामोदार जी की जाए श्री हरिनाम संकीर्तन की जाए गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए गौर ब्रह्मानंद हरि हरि हो Welcome to all of you. Dandavat Pranam. Thanks for coming again. Um, we are continuing today with our series of lectures on the Navadvip Leelas of Sri Mahaprabhu uh, as a form of complement with the topics we studied some months ago. Mahaprabhu in Puri. Now we are going to Navadvip. So let's make a brief uh, recap of what we were seeing yesterday also for those who were not present we gave some sort of introduction to a non-introductory topic <laughs> it was an introductory non-introductory lecture if you will uh, speaking about the the supremacy of the ultimacy of of Gaur Tatwa or the principle of Sriman Mahaprabhu and how this Gaur Lila is not only a bridge to Krishna Lila but a destiny unto itself. It has a life of its own, if you will. And not only that, but we consider that like the ultimate Gorlila, the ultimate converging point of Krishna Lila, the most natural and deep extension of Krishna Lila, being Mahaprabhu who he is, Krishna in his most introspective moments, as we mentioned yesterday, with this deep existential crisis that gave rise to this volcanic super ecstatic form of Sri Chaitanya Dev, whom Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami calls Paratattva Simma, or the highest reach of the Absolute. When the Absolute, with all the possibilities in the life of the Absolute are played out, in its fullest form, we have this form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is Krishna himself, as we mentioned, but also Krishna plus. No? It's Krishna his most upgraded presentation and that's why we say we call Krishna Prabhu but we never hear that we call Krishna Mahaprabhu that's the title for Sri Chaitanya Dev so Prabhu Krishna Prabhu Krishna becomes Mahaprabhu as Sri Chaitanya Dev no? the perfection of the most perfect no? Purna Purnatara Purnatama and Purnatama Tama no? the most perfect of the most perfect and so on so we spend considerable time showing this important point about how Mahaprabhu is, is this highest expression of Sri Krishna and his corresponding Lila and abode as well. Uh, because he's Krishna in this particular experiment of tasting the mood of Sri Radha, Radha Bhava, Duty, Suvalitam, Nomi, Krishna, Sarupam. So in that context we mentioned how different biographies of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Describe him, there are seven main biographies. And gradually the, the, the ultimate identity of Sri Chaitanya is being unfolded as, as the biographies developed, if you will. Well, the very first ones speak of him more in Puranic terms. He's an avatar of Vishnu. He's coming to establish Yuga Dharma, destroy Asuric mentality, and so on. They say, and gradually he's Krishna himself, 
some elements of Sri Radha and, uh, and eventually we find in the last biography of these seven, Chaitanya Charitamrita, the most refined presentation of who Mahaprabhu is. And Krishna trying to taste the mood of Sri Radha with three desires in mind. So in this, in this context we analyze, we finish our class yesterday analyzing the Mangala Charan of Chaitanya Charitamrita, the first six verses where Krishna Daskabras is presenting gradually more and more ingredients about Mahaprabhu no? and, and, and his real identity his, and the real reason for his descent. First speaking in general terms, he's Bhagavan, he's coming to, give, to bestow a very wonderful thing, but still not saying what that wonderful thing is, then saying Brahman is his effulgence, Atmar, Atmar, uh, Paramatma is his plenary expansion, he's Bhagavan, so I am Bhagavan, and even something more. No? There's no truth higher than him. And so on, till in the sixth verse, he basically the, uh, shows the full-fledged idea of who Mahaprabhu is. Hmm? And he's Krishna trying, coming for three main desires, tasting the glory of Sri Radha, her pranaya Mahima, tasting what's the, the wonderful thing that she perceives in, she perceives in him. Hmm? He wants to see that. What's in me that makes me so special and makes her going mad about me, basically. And third, what's the astonishing happiness a happiness she's relishing while perceiving my beauty from the vantage point of her love? So because of these three desires, it is said, Sachi Garba Sindhu Harindu. The son of Sachi appeared from the womb of her as the moon is rising from the ocean. So we, we were just ready for Mahaprabhu's birth, basically. And that after that verse, he's in this way, endowed, fully endowed with the motion of Sri Radha, Sri Satchinandan appeared, finally. So today we will continue from that point, Mahaprabhu's appearance, his uh, sacred birth, Gorpurnim, if you will. Um, but before that, hmm, let me share some brief words about <clears throat> how the rest of the Mangala Charan of Chaitanya Charitamrita develops, basically. Because there are a few more verses. Mangala Charan are like 14 verses, and we only mention something regarding the first six. So the rest of the Mangala Charan is an extended version, and there are many verses that Krishna does uh, dedicates to Sri Nityananda Prabhu. Like five verses for Nityananda Prabhu. So we may wonder, like, why? And very Aishvaric verses. No? Like we have the the three Vishnus, Mahavishnus, Karbudakasai Vishnu, and and Karana and Siddhakasai uh, Vishnu and Anantashis, and all of them are expansions of Valaran, of Nityananda. So in this in this type of context, Krishna Das presents the position of Srinitai, like he's the source of the source of all universes and so on, because he he wants to make this point so we do not misunderstand Nityananda Prabhu. Because Nityananda Prabhu has a considerable, uh, how to say, unorthodox behavior. He's, he's avadut. Avadut means he's not caring for any social conventions. He may appear now in the middle of the class without only in coping, you know, loincloth. And the coping may be tied on his head, not where, where it's supposed to be. <laughs> and, and Mahaprabhu has to explain to the rest who he is actually and, and why so then so not any so anyone 
everyone is like properly respecting him basically. Many times in the Lila this happens. Now, interestingly, in Krishna Lila is the opposite way around. Nityananda's Balaram is taking care that Krishna is not mis- misbehaving. But in Gaur Lila the roles are inverted and Balaram as Nityananda is the one <laughs> the one who is misbehaving, if you will, and, and Krishna is Mahaprabhu is the one who has to cover the bases, basically, and explain why he's doing that and so on. So many verses like this in the Mangala Charan, after the six that we studied yesterday, and there are some other verses directed to the remaining verses of uh, members of the Panchatattva, Advaita, Gadadhar, and Srivas, no? famous verse, Panchatattva, Makam Krishnam, Bhakta Rupa Sarupakam Bhakta Avataram Bhakta Namami Bhakta Shaktikam. In this way, Krishna Das Kabiraj closes his Mangala Charan of offering pranam to Sri Panchatattva. Hmm? Um, so, that to begin with. And then, in the, re, in the next chapters, as I mentioned yesterday, the first 12 chapters of Chaitanya Charitamrita are about explaining this Mangala Charan. Each one of these verses in different chapters. And only in chapter 13, the Lila of Mahaprabhu starts. First, he, Krishna Dakaras wants to, want to make, wants to make clear we understand who Mahaprabhu is, what is his ontological position, who are his associates, what's the glory of his Lila. So when we get to the Lila, we do not feel just like, okay, some funny story now, he's born and he's doing this and that, but what's the foundation to all that? So after these 12 chapters, chapter 13 begins with, the birth of Sri Chaitanya Dev. So we will go there now because no time to go through each of these 12 previous chapters. And very important to <clears throat> to properly understand the birth of the unborn. So it sounds paradoxical because we are celebrating the birth of he who does have, has no birth, basically, Aja, also called. Uh, and Krishna says in the Gita, no? he who understands my birth, the nature of my appearance and my activities does not return to this world. Janma, karma, chame, dibyam, ibamju, veti, tattvata, tyaktva, deham, punar, janma. Help me. Janma, karma, chame, dibyam, ibamju, veti, tattvata, tyaktva, punar. Thank you so much, Navrasa. Yes. <laughs> Getting old, what to do? So at least I remember, it's Bhagavad Gita, chapter 4, verse 9. So I need to just reinsert that remaining line. So Krishna basically is saying there, whoever knows my janma and my, my karma, in this case karma doesn't mean what we understand as karma, but he says janma karma chame divyam. Divya means divine. So my ka- divya karma means divine activities, another, way for, another word for lila. Or divya janma, my birth is divine. Everything is in the context of divinity. So... It's not under the laws, under the three-dimensional influence of, of the gunas, time and space. So whoever understands the nature of my appearance does not appear in this world. Interesting. He said, whoever understands why appearing to this world does not appear in this world anymore. Something like this. No? So if you understand the mystery of my birth, you no longer take birth here, basically. So that's a very crucial teaching. So... So let's share some words, since we have spoken considerably yesterday about Mahaprabhu coming because of the main purpose of his descent being tasting Radhavab. Let's for a moment switch to the secondary purpose of his descent. Some words about him 
uh, establishing Yuga Dharma and disseminating uh, Harinam Sankirtan as a byproduct of the main purpose. And that's an important point. Whatever Mahaprabhu is sharing is a consequence of what he's tasting. That's how it happens. That's what Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta he said when he spoke about Goshyanandis, who are the the sharers, if you will, the ones who are engaged in distributing the teaching, he say, and we have the Bhajananandis on the other side, who are the ones who are absorbed in practice, and, and that's all. I mean, that's all. I don't mean to say that in a derogatory way. I mean, that's all. <laughs> the all in all is there also. So. Well, Mahaprabhu himself did that in the last years of his life and so many others. So, so Prabhupada Santa will say, a Gostyanandi, or what we will call a preacher, <laughs> although I don't like the word that much, because some implications sometimes kind of evangelizing and converting people, and, and again, whatever. Agostyanandi, he says, is a Bajananandi who is preaching. In other words, he's saying, to be a Agostyanandi is not an excuse to not be a Bajananandi. A Bajananandi is a Bajananandi, and may not be preaching. Agostyanandi is also a Bajananandi, but is preaching, he's sharing... But both of them have to be Bajananandi. Bajananandi means you have to have an, an inner life, an internal life. It's not just about going out and telling people what to do. And you yourself are not do following what you yourself are saying. You are not walking the talk, as they say. So you have to be willing to embrace everything you are coming out of your mouth. Immediately will be a boomerang to test you how much do you believe your own words. Because you can imagine after I give this type of lectures that I'm parroting for two hours to all of you, which is the reaction in my own life. No, Krishna says, okay, you say all those nice things for two hours. Let's see how much you you believe your own narrative. So you have to really. If, if not, you cannot survive your own, your own discourse in time, basically. So that's an important thing, and that's what Mahaprabhu talked. Mahaprabhu is Krishna in his Acharya Lila, especially when he accepts sannyas, we'll see. God acting as an Acharya, basically. Show and tell, teaching by example, mostly. And precept as well. So let's invoke one famous verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam, maybe the most well-known one that we connect uh, with Mahaprabhu, as the Goswamis did, Krishna Varnam, Tuisa Krishnam, Sangu, Pangasta Parshadam, Yaknayi Sankirtana Prayer, Jayanti Hisumeda Saha. It's a person, not everyone is connecting with Mahaprabhu in other lineages or sampradayas, but our Goswamis teaches, teach us or talk to us how to see the Bhagavatam through a particular lens that takes us to this type of conclusion. So this verse basically saying, Suffering pranam to Sri Chaitanya. Krishna varnam tuisa akrishnam. He says, he who is co- constantly pronouncing these syllables, Krishna, Krishna, Krishna varnam. Varnam is like syllables or letters. In one's, or varnam is also color. No? So, tuisa akrishnam. He who is Krishna, it says, but tuisa akrishnam. Akrishnam is, but who is not Krishna? Krishna also means black, right? So, Barna means color. So, he who has a black color, but now a Krishna is appearing in non-blackish color. He's Krishna, but not in... Krishna means black also, again. So, he's Krishna, Shyam Sundar, but not in in that Shyam color, because his mood is different, as we mentioned yesterday. 
color has to do with an emotion. Depending the emotion you are in, Bhagavan appears in a particular color. So, his Krishna, but he's not Krishna, also means he's God, but Krishna, but he's not coming in the mood of I'm Bhagavan. Mostly his mood is Bhakta, Bhakta Bhagavan. He's in the mood of a devotee. As we say yesterday, he's Siddha Krishna, but acting as a sadhaka, as a devotee, <laughs> trying to attain the inner transformation to taste Radhava. So, Krishna Varnam Tisa Krishnam Sangopangastra Parshadam. He's coming with Sangha Upanga Astra, Sanga Upanga Astra Parshadam. He's coming with his limbs, associates, weapons, and so on. Now we will say some words in this connection. Jagna is Sankirtana Prayer, Jayanti Hisumedasaha. He's deeply engaged in the Yagna on Sankirtan, and those who have very who are, who are very intelligent will worship him in this Kali Yuga through that Yagna, Harinam Sankirtan. Hmm? So that's a very particular special verse of the Bhagavatam glorifying Mahaprabhu. So Again, this verse is mostly focused, he's not saying Radhavab and so on, but he's focusing on Harinam Sankirtan, which is kind of the secondary purpose of Mahaprabhu's birth. We are speaking today about Gorpurnim, Mahaprabhu's birth. To begin with, also I will speak a little bit more after, let's see if we have time, about Mahaprabhu's early pastimes as a child and so on. So this has to do also with his descent, not only tasting Radhavab, but establishing hmm, Yuga Dharma. So, as we mentioned, Gore Lila is something very confidential, very intimate, very introspective, and from that introspective moment, whew, no, such a massive dissemination comes. So there is place for that. Like, for example, also we have the famous example of Srila Prabhupada, when he was traveling, crossing the ocean towards the west, and he was writing on the, on the Jaladuta, this famous prayer at the lotus feet of Krishna, this prayer, when he, intimately, that was not something meant for public, for publication, so he was asking Krishna, no, oh, bhai, oh, my friend, if you give me the energy, the shakti, I will be able to preach, and, and, and you know, my Gurudev is in the department of Srirada, so, if he's pleased, hmm? That will be good for you, basically. That will increase your piety. She Radis, please. It's, I mean, you will gain something for that. So Radis represented in my Gurudev, Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta, Varshavana Vanidhaita So, give me the shakti to follow his instruction. So in this way, very intimately he, he addressed and confidentially addressed Krishna like that. So in that intimate moment, which was the result, Krishna shared so much power to Prabhupada. <laughs> And then came something so massive out of that. From a very intimate moment, a very massive distribution. So something similar here with Gaur Lila. No? A very intimate, confidential moment of the Absolute, in the life of the Absolute, and the consequence of that, such a widespread dissemination. Hmm? So, again, this is a very interesting verse, where, where the Bhagavatam is describing Mahaprabhu coming with his Anga, Upanga, Upanga means also ornaments, his intimate associates, his, sa, his anga, his limbs, like also Advaita, Nityananda, or his uh, astra, his weapons. But the weapons is to say, Mahaprabhu is not coming with Sudarshan chakra for hands and cutting heads here and there. 
No? His weapons are his beauty, his chanting, and his dancing. No? That's the way he's defeating, killing the demons. He's not killing anyone, but he's killing the demonic mentality. How? Just raising his hands, dancing, and conquering everything in his way, basically. Hmm? And the last line says, Jayanti is Sumedha Saha. Those who are Sumedha Saha, who has, a, in the words of Srila Siddhar Maharaj, a very refined theistic intelligence, will, but because not of the intellectual capacity necessarily, but because of Bhakti Sukriti, they will give their lives in this Sankirtan Yajna. And they will surrender and worship Him through the sacrifice of the congregational chanting of the holy names. There is a nice analogy that Lochan Das makes in, in Chaitanya Mangal concerning this idea of Harinam Sankirtan and the idea of Yajna. Sometimes the idea of Yajna is con- no, more related to the fire sacrifice and all these rituals, Swaha, Swaha. No? So how to connect this notion with Harinam Sankirtan? So once someone asked Mahaprabhu on one occasion, okay, if, 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 if Nam Sankirtan is the Yajna hmm, for this age, for Kali, where are all the, where is the the area of the sacrifice, uh, which is generally used in all the sacred rituals, no? Like the, yeah, the space, specific space. So Mahaprabhu said, your ears are that area of sacrifice, no? Where the, as we will see, the, the ghee will be poured. The ghee will be something in particular also, no? So you have to make your ears the area of, for this yaknya, no? Because hearing, about hearing Srinam. And the spoon that will pour the ghee. Now we'll see what's the ghee. <laughs> Your tongue is the spoon. So he makes all this symbol. No? So you have to, to use your tongue to pour the ghee of the holy name into the, to the area of sacrifice, the yajna pit of your ears, basically. In your ears and in others as well. But first begin at home, as usual. And in that way, the fire... Again, so, uh-huh. the fire of bhakti will increase in your heart more and more, basically. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, we have to become that type of priests engaged in jagna, you know, sitting in the area of jagna, like they chant the mantras and trying to invoke the presence of Bhagavan through the swaha and different mantras. We are doing that through Sankirtan. Mm-hmm. With our ears being the jagna space, our tongue being the spoon, Srinam being the ghee, and bhakti being the fire. That has to increase more and more. Mm-hmm. So as we know, Srinam is very special for us in our own tradition. We have a whole theology of the name, which is very unique. In every spiritual tradition, they, they speak about the importance of, of, of the name of God, but in like an aspect of their practice, chanting the name of God. But for us, that's not an aspect of the practice. That's the practice, and everything else is an aspect. <laughs> so it's a whole sadhana that revolves around that particular as- aspect, <laughs> which is the center actually of everything else. No, because why? For us, nam is non-different from nami. The name is non-different from the named. Abhinatvam nama naminu. So we worship the name. Krishna himself is worshiping the name. Is something as Mahaprabhu is chanting and worshiping that divine name. Hmm? And again, the name is not only Yuga Dharma, but for Mahaprabhu, also the name is the key for accessing his inner desires and being successful in the ultimate purpose of his descent, tasting Radha Bhav. His, 
embracing that sadhana as a sadhaka again, trying to achieve that particular sadhya hmm, or goal. Hmm. So again, uh, on one side we have the internal reasons for Mahaprabhu's uh, appearance, but also here we have the a part, in part one of the external ones, which is establishing the Yuga Dharma. Hmm. Also in Shastra, some other reasons are mentioned. For example, as we will see, the calling of Advaita Charya. Now we will go to that section. Advaita Charya is inviting the Yuga Avatar portion as aspect to descend. And also some other reason that sometimes it's mentioned is that Mahaprabhu descended by the chanting of Haridas Thakur. Haridas Thakur was chanting in such a way that Mahaprabhu felt, I cannot resist, I have to go. I have to be take part of such a, a chanting. He was the Namacharya, no? so I want to be there also. <laughs> so again, as we mentioned, Mahaprabhu is not coming in the mood of killing demons. Actually, in Shastra, it is said that even Krishna himself is not killing demons. And you may say, what, how do you say that? I mean, so many demons Krishna is killing in, in the Braja Lila. But uh, the, the Acharyas explain, that's the Vishnu portion of him. Vishnu is the, the, the aspect of the divine in charge of regulating this world. Krishna, Krishna is absorbed in, in relishing rasa in Vrindavan. He has no other business apart from loving interaction with his devotees. Killing of demons and so on has to do with the, the Vishnu side of him, if you will, which as we mentioned yesterday, is an aspect of Krishna. Vishnu is God. Krishna is something else. <laughs> Krishna is not an aspect of God. God is an aspect of Krishna. Krishna is not God. Vishnu is God. Narayan is the figure that fully represents God. Krishna is Krishna. Something more. As we always, Krishna is God when God wants to be himself in the full informality and intimacy at home. Like you say, the president, but the president has a life of his own in his house with his wife and children, and they are not treating him like the president. No, the, the president enters his house, and the, his grandson is not just, welcome, Mr. President, so pleasure, such a pleasure to have you. Too. No, he's jumping on his head and just, Grandpa, go to the floor and walk like a snake. And, and the president of Bulgaria is like rolling on the ground like a snake by the strength of the affection of one little child. So he's still the president, no? And some, he didn't lose the post. But at home, he's something more, not something less. The, the designation, the label president remains somewhere else in the office. No? He will take, take attention of that tomorrow. <laughs> now he's enjoying much more in that particular. You follow my point, no? So again, Vishnu Narayan is God. No? Krishna, when Krishna goes to the office, if you will. <laughs> but Krishna in Vrindavan, he's, God is at home and the designation God remains in the office, in Vaikuntha office. And in Vrindavan, he's like walking barefoot. I mean, he does not even wear shoes and suit and tie. He's just barefoot, enjoying life with his friends and so on. So, so in this way, Mahaprabhu being Krishna himself, that's my point. As we mentioned, he's not an avatar, but he's Krishna himself. We spoke about that today. He's not basically killing anyone, but he's in a very unique disposition. And as an extension of that, 
we are here basically. <laughs> we can't speak about that by, by the grace that came as his own experience. So, so it is said that uh, Mahaprabhu was Krishna is coming mostly, as we mentioned, to relish. If there is a verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Perema Rasa Niryasa Korite Ashwadam, Raga Marga Bhakti Loki Korite Prachanam. First and foremost, Krishna's Mahaprabhu comes to taste Prema Rasa, a particular type of moon, which is Radhavhav. And as a byproduct of that, Raga Marga Bhakti Loki Korite Prachanam. In the world, it is established the Raga Nuga path, basically, which is the path in which one follows in the wake of the inhabitants of Raj. And that comes as a result of the experience of Mahaprabhu, again. First comes the personal experience, and then comes huh, whatever you, you, you want to give to others. Achar and Prachar, these two terms. Achar means personal behavior, there, therefore we have Acharya. And Prachar means, sometimes trans people translate that as preaching, which is not the most exact term, but has to do with, the very word speaks about that. Prachar includes Achar. Actually, it's Pra-Achar, as we mentioned many times. So Pra is a very special type of, and Achar means behavior. Interesting. So Prachar, we may say preaching, but actually Prachar means a very special type of behavior which is the real, the only way of touching others' heart. You follow? If I'm really practicing seriously, maybe I do not need to say too much even. Because Mahaprabhu had that standard, as we mentioned last time we were here. He converted the great pandit of India, Patacharya Sarvabhoma, just sitting in front of him in silence for a week. He didn't say one word. He didn't need to preach. Because his own, the pores of his body were just speaking through the strength of his example. So in one week he had the biggest pandit of India totally converted. And then he says some two, three words like checkmate. And, and, and Sarvabhan was dancing, joining Mahaprabhu in his, his Sankirtan. But the point is, if you take out that achar, what remains? I mean, what's, what remains in your prachar? You can see the word prachar. You take the word achar from prachar, you only, the only remains PR, public relationships. <laughs> so it's more like a social phenomenon. It has nothing to do with sharing of the heart no, in deep way. We laugh, but it's, it's real. We laugh because we should, we should cry, actually. <laughs> so again, as we mentioned, it's interesting because Mahaprabhu is coming, and there is one side of Mahaprabhu, which is the Yuga Avatar, which is the specific descent that comes in every age for establishing the prescribed method for each age. But interestingly, in this Kali Yuga in particular, there is a coincidence between the time for the Yuga Avatar to come and Krishna wanting to taste Radhavav. So that Yuga Avatar, which normally comes in a particular mood, now is coming with some upgraded mood and some other purpose in his own agenda which affects his yuga, his, his function as Yuga Avatar. So whatever he comes to establish as the Yuga Dharma becomes affected with the own the very own thing that Krishna himself is tasting as Mahaprabhu and that becomes part of what we can taste in the Yuga Dharma in this particular Kali Yuga. And so that's very, very 
interesting. That's called Chaitanya Shristi Prem Sankirtan. Chaitanya Charitamrita. The unique creation of Mahaprabhu called Prem Sankirtan. Not so not only Sankirtan, Harinam Sankirtan, Prem Sankirtan. Endowed with a particular type of Prem. So the overflowing of Mahaprabhu's own experience is affecting his delivering of the Yuga Dharma. No, he's not just delivering the Yuga Dharma as every Kali Yuga, the Yuga Avatar is doing, but in this case, his, his perf- delivering of Yuga Dharma is affected by what he himself is trying to taste. So that becomes the unique Yuga Dharma of this Kali Yuga. That's why sometimes this Kali Yuga is called Dhanya Kali, which means fortunate Kali Yuga. Very fortunate. The Bhagavatam says, Kalim Sabajayanti Adya. Great personalities are praying for being born in this Kali Yuga, basically. In one sense, Kali Yuga is the worst age. But in other sense, it's the best of all. You have these two parallel. So you choose in which version of Kali Yuga you want to live, basically. <laughs> so, let's go to Mahaprabhu's birth. So before, <clears throat> officially, before his official birth, is it said that Mahaprabhu organized that different devotees that will be his seniors in the Lila appear to create, the prepare the, the stage, if you will. Like his parents, and his teachers, all those who will be his seniors in the Lila. Like his guru, his Param guru, Madhavendra Puri, Ishwara Puri, his parents, Sachimata, Jagannath Misra, Advaita Charya, another senior in the Lila. So all of them appear before Mahaprabhu to create the proper scenario for him to eventually appear. Even sometimes it is said that some other great personalities appear some centuries before Mahaprabhu came, like Chandidas, Vidyapati, Jayadev Goswami, because all of them wrote certain things that eventually Mahaprabhu will taste and relish in his last years in the Gambira. And, and through those, through that hearing, and through that relishing, eventually he became successful in tasting Radhavag by relishing the works of these authors, Bilba Mangala, Thakur, Jayadev Goswami, Chandidas, Vidyapati, and so on. So sometimes Gaudi Acharya will say, Mahaprabhu organized for them to appear some centuries back, write those works, and then he came and relished them, basically. No? <laughs> so, so it is mentioned that before Mahaprabhu appeared in this world, the devotees, there were devotees, and there were, and Advaita Acharya was like the the senior most member of the community, if you will. So all of them, all of the, the Vaishnavas will uh, re- reunite, like congregate with with Advaita Acharya, and they will share hmm, study of Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita and Satsanga, and trying always to establish like the supreme position of bhakti above all. But it is mentioned that at one point Advaita Acharya, who we know Advaita Acharya is Mahavishnu one of his sites. And it is said that every avatar that comes to this world comes through the agency of Mahavishnu. So Mahaprabhu is not an avatar, he's an avatari, but somehow he's a divine descent. So he's coming through the agency of Mahavishnu. How? Advaita Charya is calling him to come. So it is mentioned how at one point Advaita Charya, despite everything was nice with the community of devotees, at one point he became overwhelmed by deep compassion. Because, okay, community of devotees was nice, but outside of that he was like glimpsing, having a glimpse of the condition of the world in general, and he realized this is not 
Nice, Kaliju guys, unfolding and and so what to do? No, what he was a very powerful personality. So he he was reminded of one verse in Shastra that mentions that if you offer to Bhagavan one tulsi leaf and a little bit of water, Ganga water, no, he will be fully pleased. So in this way, very simple as you can see, no, not very elaborate worship, just water. A little bit leaf, as Krishna says in the Gita, Patram Pushpam, Falam to them. Jomi Bhaktiya Prayachati, Tadaham Bhakti Paharitam Ashnami Prayatatmana. Yeah, you can offer me fruit, flower, water, but in the verse he says Bhakti, Bhakti, two times. That's the real spice, that's the real ingredient. The rest is secondary. So Advaita Charya offered, he started to worship Bhagavan with Ganga Jal and Tulasi, and he started to call Bhagavan screaming, desperate with compassion, with his heart melting, compassion, calling Bhagavan, please come, please descend, please redeem the world, basically. Hmm? Very intensely, very intensely. Hmm? So this is one of the main reasons, secondary reasons mentioned, why Mahaprabhu came, to reply to the call of Advaita Charya, his devotee. Hmm? The ultimately, as we mention always, the desire of the devotee is what gives rise to the manifestation of the different forms of Bhagavan. Because every form of Bhagavan is there to reciprocate with a particular love of a devotee. The devotee wants to serve and love Krishna in a certain way, Krishna appears in a corresponding form to fulfill that desire. Yashoda has a very extreme Vatsalya affinity, so she wants to serve Krishna, in that way, we see there the picture just showed the Dhamma there. So Krishna has to appear in that particular form to reciprocate with Yashoda's Prem. So that's how it works. All the forms of Bhagavan, I like to say, are carved out of a particular love of the devotee. He, he lives to reciprocate with that. So the love of the devotee makes God take a particular shape, basically. So it's a shape out of affection. So that that's how it. So in this in this case we have this unique example of Advaita calling Bhagavan in a particular way and he's descending and and, and he's showing the essence of Archana. You say you see here Advaita is not doing very elaborate worship, but putting his whole heart into calling, screaming and shouting and, and crying, melting his. That's Archana basically ultimately. In the beginning we start more like. One, two, three, four, three, four, one, seven, eight, eight one. And, and, uh, now it's kind of the mudra. Uh, it was more like. <laughs> but, but just, I mean, it's, uh, we have to begin somewhere, no problem. But our archana should evolve to the point that we are just like crying and, and directing to Bhagavan in a way that. There may be just one tulsi leaf, some water, and the rest of the water will come from our eyes, and we will offer in the flower of our hearts, and, and all the external ingredients now come from our own body, <laughs> in the form of, of tears, and our, of our prayers, our hearts. So, so gradually our worship should evolve in that direction. Archana doesn't mean just like attached to certain formula-like stuff. That's not our school. So Advaita Chari is showing that. So in that precise moment, where Advaita Chari is calling Bhagavan to descend, it's a magic coincidence took place, because 
On one side we have Advaita Charya Mahavishnu calling the Yuga Avatar to come and redeem the world first. And, and interestingly, that moment which Advaita Charya is calling is the exact time for the Yuga Avatar to come. So, no coincidence. And in that same moment is the moment where we will say Krishna decided, I will come to this world to taste Radhavath. So all these three things happen together. So all those ingredients are all present in that same personality who descended as a result of that, which is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. No? So it, this is the way, this is a, bra- a little background to what we call Gorpurnim or, or, or the birth of Sri Chaitanya. Hmm? So as we say yesterday, Mahaprabhu is coming on Purnim. Purnim means Purna, Purnima, full moon. So Krishna was born in Astami, which means and Sri Radha was born on Astami, which is half. No? Radha and Krishna, half moon, half moon. You put the two moons together of Radha and Krishna, you have full moon of Mahaprabhu, who is Radha and Krishna combined in a particular way. As we say, in a particular way. And interestingly, that's another topic, because we say Mahaprabhu is not Radha technically, he's Krishna in the mood of Radha, and who is Radha in Gorlila? Gadadhar Pandit. So Gadadhar Pandit is Radha giving herself fully, emptying herself out so Krishna can be successful in his project. So since Mahaprabhu is Krishna being full of Radha Bhav and he appears on the full moon, and Gadadhar is Radha emptying herself so to allow that full moon to happen, on which day Gadadhar Pandit appears? Amavasya. Amavasya means new moon, which means no moon. Because if all the moon is on, on the other side, Mahaprabhu Krishna is, is tasting that. And Radha is giving that. Even though it seems like diminished position, actually, if you properly understand, you understand, well, the position of Gadadhar Pandit is, is in one sense higher than Mahaprabhu himself. But that's another series of lectures. I, I won't go there now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So again, we are celebrating today, of course, it's not officially Gorpurnim in the calendar, but somehow we are celebrating Gorpurnim by invoking all this, this divine play enacted on, on planet Earth with all its... because it's a drama, a divine drama enacted on a particular stage with different characters, the Nitya Parishads, uh, the proper stage, Navadvipdham, hmm? all of this composed of Sudha Sattva or transcendental energy. Hmm? For example, speaking about Navadvip, it is mentioned, Navadvip means nine islands. So each of these nine islands represent the nine angas of Bhakti. Shravan and Kirtan, Vishnu, Shmaran, Padasevana, Arjuna, Bandhan, Dasin, Sakini, Dasin, Sakin, Admani, Vedana. So basically to reside in Navadvip means to reside within the fold of this angas of Bhakti. No, it's not just, I, t- I have a ticket, geographically I moved, I'm in Navadvip. What does it imply to be now the Shravan and Kirtan and Vishnu and so on? Mm-hmm. So this is the Prakat Lila, the Lila on, on manif- manifest on Earth. So in the same way that Krishna's Lila on Earth has its own unique features, similarly the Prakat Lila of Mahaprabhu on Earth has unique features. For example, what we are speaking about now, Krishna's birth, Mahaprabhu's birth. In Nitya Navadvip, Mahaprabhu is never born. In Golokprindavan, Krishna is never born. He's always there. <laughs> but when the Lila unfolds on earth, there is all this chronological unfolding that is closer to how things happen on earth 
Krishna is born, so that gives a ex special experience to Yashoda, who does not experience Krishna's birth in Golok Vrindavan. So the same applies to Yashoda and Gaur Lila, who is Sachimata, uh, which is expressing this Prakat Lila on earth. So it is said that regarding Mahaprabhu's birth, we are getting closer, be patient, but longing also. <laughs> Uh, before Mahaprabhu was born, Sachi Devi, Mahaprabhu's mother, gave birth to eight uh, girls, basically. But all of them died one after another. You may see some parallels with Krishna's. We will start to see many parallels between Krishna Lila and Gaur Lila. And then it is said that they have one, one child, male child, Jagannath Mishra and Jashoda, who is Mahaprabhu's uh, elder brother called don't expect that I will say everything <laughs> Bishwarup ok, thank you so much so Bishwarup is Mahaprabhu's elder brother so after that it is said that Gorsundar entered the womb Sachigarbasinduharindu the womb of, of Sri Sachi Devi and he remained in her womb for 13 months so a unique pregnancy no? So it is said that before Mahaprabhu was entering into the, into the womb, this was in the moment of that, both Jagannath Mishra and Sachidevi started to have very like unique uh, experiences, ambitions. Now, similar to what happened with Yashoda and Ananda, in the moment when Mahaprabhu was entering the womb, basically, which again, it, it is described, it didn't happen due to physical intercourse, but just heart trans. trans, trans Transference, whatever. <laughs> so Jagan Mishra was telling to Sachimata, I'm seeing like wonderful things, I'm seeing that your body is totally like shining, you look like, like if Lakshmi Devi is residing wherever you are going, Every, all the all people is offering you very special respect without even thinking about that, and people is coming to me and giving me wealth and gifts, and I'm not just asking that as all, and, and Sachi says, oh, the same things, there's... Exactly happening to me as well. So I'm seeing like wonderful beings flying in the sky and offering praise. Someone may say, I may I get in this this delusional. I may need to go to a, to a psychiatrist or something. I'm seeing stuff or whatever. No, and, and the two of them were sharing notes in this world. No, we were having dreams and seeing dreams with with the, the abode of, of, of Bhagavan is manifesting and, and I'm feeling that some great being is entering from my heart to your heart. So this is the type of way as, as Bhagavan is appearing. No? So, so they are totally embedded into this Bhatsalyamut and, and that's how Mahaprabhu accesses the, the womb of, of, of Sachi Devi. So again, 13 months. So after a year, 12 months, Sachi's uh, womb still there. Mahaprabhu is there, so some concern was there. What's happening? The boy is not. Imagine you are. Again, this is not a lila, human like lila. So there are ingredients that we can empathize with as humans. If you're a mother and you're pregnant for of 12 months, you start to get concerned. You know, like, okay. I think there are. Yeah, you should have appeared three months ago or something. <laughs> so Jagannath Mishra went to to Nilambar Chakravarti, and he's his uh, his Sachimata's. Uh, father, basically. So it's Jagannath Mishra's father-in-law. How do you say? Yeah, father-in-law. That's the word. So he was an astrologer. So Nilambar Chakravarti started to make the calculations. He said, in this particular month, 
the child will be born. 13 months, basically. So it is said that when Mahaprabhu was just about to appear, there was a lunar eclipse. So Rahu, according to the Vedic view, was swallowing the moon, basically. So poetically, it is said that Rahu was doing that because he couldn't tolerate that, that, that the, the material moon of this planet was shining and he knew Gaur Chandra, the, the golden moon, is about to be born. So what, what's this nonsense moon they're doing? So I have to swallow it you know, and let the golden moon appear and shine forth. You know? <laughs> Sometimes it's say like Gaur, Gaur Purnim, basically, golden moon, full moon. Hmm? But also on, on some other level, people will consider a lunar eclipse like inauspicious moment. So to counteract the inauspiciousness, they all got together in the Ganges and started to chant the names of Bhagavan. <laughs> so in, in some way, Mahaprabhu was being born. Before being born already, he was invoking this Sankirtan. Everyone was singing. No? To, to counteract the inauspiciousness on one level, but actually to, to show what's, go, what's about to come through Mahaprabhu, the Nam Sankirtan. Hmm? So it is said that at that precise moment, when it was the moment of Mahaprabhu's being born, in the distance, Advaita Chara started to dance ecstatically. Again, he, he could perceive as a great mystic, Bhagavan has come. My call was not in vain, basically. And he was with Haridas Thakur. Remember, he was also one who was chanting and attracted Bhagavan to come. So the two of them were in Shantipur, dancing like mad and singing and celebrating. And nobody else was able to understand what's going on. Yes, we like to dance and sing, but... That's a very unique way of celebrating something. We, we don't have an idea about it. So different devotees, elders that were already there, Srivas Pandit, Chandrasekhar, all of them were like celebrating, knowing what's, what was happening. So again, one day in the evening, as we know, when the moon is appearing on Purnim, everyone was chanting, Sri Hari, Nganga, and Sri Gorsundar appeared. So again, first the name appeared. Everyone was singing Srinam. And then he appeared. Like showing, you want me to appear? Go through Nam. Non-different from me, and eventually I will appear also as a natural expression of that Nam. And as we know, we will see how in the different ages, stages of Mahaprabhu's life, he was always inspiring people to engage in Sankirtan. Before being born, even. <laughs> But also when, we, when he was a baby, as we know, he was crying and only he will stop crying if people will start to sing Hari, Hari, Hari. So he was calm. So everyone was engaged in Hari Nam Sankirtan. What to speak when he became devotee and adult and, and so on. Hmm? So it is said that Mahaprabhu was born to be more exactly for those who like this type of technical details. Uh, one Friday, today Friday, yes. Yeah. Eight? <laughs> I mean, not today, but the Friday. February 18th, 1486, that's the, the year. So on, on, on a solar consideration, February 18th is Gorpurnim. Of course, we celebrate it according to lunar calculations, so every year will be a different day. But for those who likes all that, those details. <laughs> so eventually Mahaprabhu is born again, and everyone who was taking darshan of him as a baby, golden moon, golden baby, were totally attracted to him, his limbs, his form, his movements, everything about him was captivating. And all of them were bringing different gifts. They say that the demigods came dressed as humans and were like blessing 
the just newborn child and, and I'm bringing different gifts to him. And all the different dancers and singers of Navadvip also came to, to celebrate the, the occasion. And again, more dancing, more singing. <laughs> uh, and everyone, all Navadvip was present there with their respective offerings. You know, offering their hearts, but also in the form of different gifts for the newborn. So again, different rituals were there for the birth of the baby, as it is Garbhodana Samskar, and different Samskars that come after the conception and so on. And uh, Jagannath Mishra, it is mentioned, he reciprocated, giving charity to all the people who came. And some days after Mahaprabhu was born, a few days after, Sita Takurani came, she's the wife of Advaita Charya, and she, Mahaprabhu was born as, with the name Bishbambar Mishra. Jagannath Mishra is his father. His Bish Bishvambar means the one who nourishes the whole Bishva, the whole universe, so, or this maintainer of the universe through Sankirtan, we will say, to, through Prem. But also, the Sita Takurani came and gave uh, Mahaprabhu and, and how is it in English? Nickname? Nickname. So, which was the nickname? Nimai. Because he was born under a Nim tree. And Nim tree, as we know, is known for having an antiseptic properties and also in the Vedic lore it is considered that it's like protecting one from subtle influences of ghosts and witches and all this stuff so she put this name him that has to bless and protect him so from that moment on he was known also as Nimai not Nimai Pandit yet the Pandit side is yet about to come but he was he had these two names Vishwambar and Nimai basically so, and it is said that when Sita Thakurani saw the little Nimai, she, she felt immediately Krishna. But she at the same time she felt, okay, it's just the only difference is color, basically. But we are speaking about the, again, color means emotional disposition, but person is the same, basically. So, this initial section, speaking about Mahaprabhu's birth, basically concludes with. Um, yeah, this detailed description in, by Krishna Daska of Sachi Mata and Jagannath Mistress joy by finally having their child after 13 months of pregnancy. And it is said then the Nilambar Chakrabarti again, the father-in-law of Jagannath Mistra came and told like in, in intimacy to to Jagannath Mistra, I have analyzed Nimai's how say in English, like physiognomy. Like this this art of Physiogam, the art of like, like ascertaining the different bodily signs and understanding the person by its face and different whatever. So he was expert in that, and he realized your Nimai, he told to Jagannath has all the different symptoms of a Mahapurush. Mahapurush means great personality, and there is one, uh, one scripture or more than one scripture in India which teaches about those symptoms, how the eyes should be, like lotuses, and the nose, and the size of the ears, and the forehead, and the, long, the length of the arms, all the different parts of the body. For you to be a Mahapurush, they have to be shaped in a particular way. And Mahapurush had all those symptoms together. So, so he was only a baby, but many of them were already like anticipating who will, he will be, basically. So some words regarding Mahaprabhu's birth. Gorpunim, of course, so many more things would, could be shared, at least something. Um, <clears throat> can we speak a little bit more about some 
what comes after Mahaprabhu's birth because it doesn't, doesn't end there. So let's hear some words about Mahaprabhu's Balya Lila or Kumar Lila and if we have time, his Poganda Lila. So Balya Lila or Kumar Lila is his like uh, one to five years old Lilas, uh, first five years of his life. Generally, that's the division of time. Kumar, Poganda, and Kishore. And one to five, five to ten, six to ten, uh, eleven to fifteen. Uh, and from sixteen on, Jovana is called. Or, 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 yeah, basically. So let's go with the Balya, Kumar Lila, some of them. And there are some. So the Balya one to five is considered till when Mahaprabhu starts Nimai, starts to study on some level, his education, that's the end of the Kumar Lila and the beginning of the Poganda Lila. No? Like when Krishna becomes a, a cowherd, if you will. That's the Poganda Lila, basically. No? That's his, edu- his education as a cowherd in the particular Lila. No? So, and, and then Poganda means from that moment that he starts his education till the moment he, he marries. That's Poganda. No? You know that they are married quite young. In India and in the Lila. In India, not longer, but in the Lila at least. <laughs> and then after his, his marriage, he starts his Kishore Lila and so on. So, going to the Bali Lila, it is described how Mahaprabhu was, uh, Nimai was cra- crawling, you say, crawling? Mm-hmm. As a baby, not yet walking. These are all the symptoms of the Nara Lila. I mean, he's the source of all universes, but he doesn't know how to walk. <laughs> so he's learning. He's walking and falling and waking again. So he's crawling and he's living sometimes trying to walk a little bit. And he's leaving the, how do you say, the footprints, the footprints on, on the earth there in Navadip. And all the footprints have different marks. Because you have heard about the markings of the foot souls of Krishna, Radha and Mahaprabhu. So those markings were there, like the umbrella, the thunderbolt, the lotus, the conch shell. So Satya and Jagannath were like following the footprints and they were seeing like all these markings and like, what's going on? Because again, they are embedded in Batsalyas. They are not feeling his Bhagavan and the source of everything. He's, he's our child. So, But what's there in his feet, basically, no? So, so, so they, they, he shared, then Jagan Mishra shared again with Nilambar Chakrabarti, this astrologer, and, and again he said, yeah, I already made my astrological chart, and I, I, I told you he's a Mahapurush, a great personality. You know? and they are not saying he's God, but great personality. <laughs> Mahaprabhu could also mean great personality, if you will. No? So, so after some time... <clears throat> The ceremony was organized by, by Nilambar Chakrabarti to, to, to bestow the name. Actually, the name Vishwambar was bestowed after the name Nimai. First, he received the name. Maybe today, in legal terms, you have to have a name first, and you are written in the legal system. But there first came the nickname by Sita Thakurani, and after that, some ceremony was there, and officially now he's called Vishwambar, Vishwambar Mishra. So it is said that a break festival was made and the baby was made to choose between different items as we have seen sometimes this ceremony where they put like a Bhagavatam and some money or some grains. Like a way of saying, let's see if, which is his affinity. And so what did Mahaprabhu chose among those three? What do you think? 
Bhagavatam, Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam. So he continued his Balya Lila, like crawling, but different uh, pastimes similar to Krishna Lila, if you will. For example, he had, as a baby was playing with snakes um, and garlanding himself with, with snakes. So you can imagine, I mean, try to imagine you have a baby of some months and he's like garlanding with snakes at every moment. And then he's resting on the snake because, again, snake represents an antashish. No? So Mahaprabhu is the original Vishnu, so Vishnu is resting on Ananta set. So he was playing. Ananta came in the form of a snake to assist him with his pastime. So it was not a snake that was biting, but it was really acting as a as a bed. So baby Nimai was doing that. So you can imagine how what agitation it created in, in the village, basically. So then, eventually, Mahaprabhu, a little bit more grown, started to have some baby friends, if you will, some little Kumar <laughs> pals. <laughs> I started to... Sorry? Oh, okay. Yeah, this part of, of this Lila. <laughs> so there's another Lila which is very similar to, to Krishna Lila, which is a Lila in which Nimai is eating dirt. Uh, similar to Krishna eating dirt. And as you know, the Lila, he opens the mouth and just so they see all the universes. And and, 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 and and actually, Jashoda had brought before sweets to him, but he ate dirt. So Jashoda, uh, Sachi, sorry, Sachi, I'm mixing the liver. Sachi Jashoda, in other words. So Sachi brought some sweets for Nimai, and he, she told, eat these sweets. So I'll return in some minutes, and Nimai started to eat dirt. <laughs> so she returned and said, what are you doing? You are eating dirt. And Nimai said, well, what, what you, what you, you, you gave me, the sweets, it's also earth because a sweet is, is, is a transformation of the earth element that he started like to unfold all this philosophy how all ingredients are actually coming from earth and so on no uh, so such say where did you learn such a speculation no I should start to school him yes I mean if we eat earth in the form of I don't know grains and all that our body will be nourished but if we eat dirt or earth directly you will get sick so you can say both are earth but one will be healthy the other will not now like if you have a, a, a pot of earth you make a pot with earth you can carry water there but if you take a bunch of earth you can carry water with that no? so she started to preach not to educate her nimai <laughs> so nimai say so thank you so much man for instructing me so next time i'm hungry i will just go to suck your breast and drink your breast milk. I won't eat dirt anymore. I'm not so sure about that, but he said that. that <laughs> so there is another lila, well-known one. Some of these lilas are mostly mentioned in Chaitanya Bhagavat also. Uh, where a Brahmin comes and visits the house of Jagannath Mishra and Sachi Devi with all, and, 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 and Jagannath Mishra offers, provides the Brahmin with all the ingredients to cook. That was usual in the tradition. Abraham visits and he is provided with elements for cooking and offering the food to Bhagavan. So when the Brahmin was off making all the offerings to the deity, Nimai came and he ate all the offerings himself. You know, basically. And, and that, that situation repeated two times more. I mean, the Brahmin, this was over. he cooked again. And, he, and, and Jagannath Mishra was like, my child is spoiled, basically. <laughs> so... So the Brahmin was like frustrated and feeling. At one point, yeah, Nimai was put in his room, 
and the Brahman was sad, like, oh, for some reason Bhagavan is not accepting my offering, I cannot offer properly. So in that way, Nimai manifests to the Brahman as Bhagavan. Saying, you, you want the Bhagavan to eat the offering? I already three times ate your offering. So do, do not lament. I mean, I'm full almost. <laughs> Akanta, they say in India, Akanta means up to the neck. So I, 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 I'm full, I'm full. If you go to India and they want to serve you prasad and they are serving too much, you say Akanta, Akanta. But actually Akanta, I was asking Bhakti Parvat Muni Maharaj, Pranad Muni Maharaj now in India, he wanted, one day he was serving me prasad and I was really full. No? And they are so generous that you cannot say no, but at the same time you have to, at one point to survive. So, so I said to him, Maharaj, Akanta, Akanta. Akanta means like... And he told me, and that was that for you to know. He told me, ah, no, no, no. He said, no, no, Akanta. No, no, Akanta. Akanta means that you have, so, you have eaten so much that you put your finger in your mouth and you touch the food. <laughs> and I was like... I, I, <laughs> So I, I told him, I don't think I have reached that, that level. You see, and he put more pressure. <laughs> but you can say that just for, for them not to put more. But just for you to know what's real, like kind of extreme. I mean, no? you, you can just, just touch them. <laughs> so basically, Krishna reveals to this Brahmin and saying, already ate three times. And we have this same exchange in Krishna Lila, and he shows like how this same situation had its parallel version with that same devotee in Krishna Lila. Again, we see we will see many of these parallels. And since I'm so satisfied with your devotion, now you are coming joining me in this new Lila, and I'm eating your offering not only once but twice, but thrice. No, so please do not lament. Basically, so Nimai in, 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 a, in a sport in a revelation says, but do not reveal this to others. Uh, do, not, do not spoil the whole Nara Lila coming now saying, oh, this boy is Bhagavan. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Just keep it between ourselves, basically. Mm-hmm. So Nimai went to sleep, and the Brahmin, you can imagine, in ecstasy, takes that prasad. He realizes it's prasad. It's not something not on. He starts to like to put all the prasad around, like draw the shape of the prasad. He starts to shout, and everyone is awakening in the house, and what's going on? But Brahman has to contain himself. He's, he said, I won't tell anything. So it's like difficult. Another story that is mentioned also is two, two thieves that once came to Nimai's house. And Nimai was always adorned by different jewels and different like precious gems and stones, stones that were like ornamenting him. So these thieves saw him and saw like, wow, they, they were appreciating that type of wealth, if you will. So they took the baby with them no? With the idea of we will take all these ornaments and we will bring him back. No? To the point that they took him on their shoulders, but by Nimai's Yoga Maya influence, the, the, the thieves started like to. They thought we were going, we are going to our place, but eventually, after like half an hour, they found themselves back in Nimai's house with the baby. No, like, like saying, like, what are, you, what are we doing here? No? We were supposed to go to our place and we are in his place again. So they kind of became like scared about who is this boy? He has some powers. They left him there and just escaped. So again, we see how, although he retains his Nara Lila function, he's performing all these like Aishwaric mystical situations in different moments. And of course, we have the the 
the Nocti side of Nimai also, no? I mean, not that Nocti as Krishna as we know, but he, he, he showed that side as well. No? So with, with his friends, they also were stealing some food from the neighbors and, and, and quarreling with other kids and whatever. No? And, and the ladies of the village will come to Sachi and say, your Nimai did this, your Nimai did that, and Sachi is totally biased in her Batsali. I say, no, 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 he cannot do that. He's such a charming. He cannot like believe all the things that the whole village is trying to tell her and please understand this is going on basically, no? And and whenever Sachi will say something to Nimai, he will get angry and start to break things and enter his room. And eventually Sachi had to go and calm him and try to instruct him and then okay, he recognizes his some of his faults, Nimai that's faults, quote unquote, no. No. There's another Lila when Nimai's playing with Sachi and he hits Sachi like playing and Sachi like play makes like oh I'm dead now and Nimai starts to cry so all the neighboring ladies came and say you have to bring some coconuts to coconut water will help her to come back so and it's interesting how this Nara Lila plays out because Nimai is crying like an ordinary boy and when they tell, bring some coconut water, he, he just does like this and brings some water, coconut in meat, and everyone was like, oh, where did you get that coconut from? So all these like extraordinary things, but in the context of him being a baby and crying, and so this type of combination we will find constantly in the Lila, basically. There's another day that Nimai was crying, and as usual, they tried to chant, Hari, 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 and he will stop crying, generally, but in this case, was not working. So they kept crying, uh, chanting, sorry. No, 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 no. So at that time, Nimai was already sharing some, some words here and there. So he said, Today I want to honor the Ekadasi Prashat, which has been prepared by two devotees called Iranya and. Iranya and. No, 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 no. No, me mezcle los lilas. Don't mix the lilas. Iranya and. Jagadish, Jagadish. <laughs> two Brahmins from, from the area. So it is said that the, the Brahmins, by hearing this, were surprised again, because how did Nimai knew that we were preparing this Ekadati offering? But of course, they, they have some insight about who, was, who Nimai was, and they offered that to him. Also, there is the typical situation... Nocti Lila of Nimai going with his friends to the banks of the Gangas with all the different Brahmins were realizing different like prayers and offerings and so on. <clears throat> and Nimai will, Nimai will go to with his friends like no, gradually silent when the Brahmins were like pray and they will go to the Ganga and start like to throw Ganga water in his face. <laughs> or even they will take Ganga water and spit Ganga water on the face of the... No, they were doing all the Ataman and getting purified to perform the ritual properly and that the boy came and spit on them. And, or they were doing using all these paraphernalia and offerings and when they close the door, the, the arcs, Nimai and the friends will take, steal all the paraphernalia and all the... And basically, so... Yeah, that's part of the of the deal of, of being a child, as you know, or eating the offerings. And again, Jagannath Mishra receives the news, your Nimai is quite a naughty boy, do something with him. And Nimai is running from him and telling to, to Jagannath Mishra, I, I didn't do anything. Oh, my friends were the ones who did the whole thing, although he was the boss of the whole gang, basically. Huh? 
He said, no, no, I, I went to school, and from that place I went straight home. So I, uh, all the accusations are false. I'm just like, I'm, I'm very nice, innocent boy, and so on. <laughs> so this, these are the dynamics. No, another moment he will go to the Ganges, and some young girls were worshipping the devas there. There's worship of the devas in the Lila, just in case. <laughs> Do not be scared when you reach there. So they were worshipping different devas. And Imai will come and say, don't worship, something similar to Krishna saying, don't worship Indra, worship me. Imai will say to the girls, why are you worshipping all these devas? Worship me. Because all the devas are actually worshipping me. I mean, he's right. All the devas worship Bhagavan. <laughs> so if you worship me, you will receive a good husband. Imai will say to the, to the young girls. No? And you will have all blessings for Durga, Ganesh, Shiva, because again, they are my servants. But in the, in the Lila, the girls are like saying, what nonsense you are saying, Nimai? Are you little boy saying that all the devas are your servants and so on? But Nimai by force will take all the paraphernalia that the girls will have and they, he will worship, he offer to himself. <laughs> he will do self-puja. Basically, huh? Huh? So, so the girls started to, to get angry, like, what are you doing? You're ruining all our offering, all our ritual. And Nimai was smiling and blessing them. I bless you to have very nice husbands and very nice children. <laughs> so the girls were actually happy with Nimai, with Nimai but externally they showed like, no, they were angry. No, and, and even the, some of them were able to escape without the, with the paraphernalia before Nimai took that. And Nimai said, if you don't give me your offering, I will curse you to have old husbands, yeah. minimum you will have four co-wives, <laughs> basically. So all, all the girls in their innocence afraid return and gave the paraphernalia. He will take them again do the self But there is so word that he was blessing all at the end, so that, that, that was the, the, the fight that they did. <laughs> So there are these lilas like this. No? Those, uh, and as lila, for example, Jagannath Mishra was, again, already aware my Nima is quite naughty and receiving so many complaints. So, so one day, Abraham, and he was chastising Nimai on some level. So one night, the Brahmin came in a dream to Jagannath Mishra and said, you don't know who your child is, and that's why you are chastising him, basically. No? And Jagannath Mishra said, I mean, maybe my child is a deva or a yogi, I realized something special is there. Nilambar Chakravarti said that to me. But for me, he's my Nimai. He's my child. And I have to educate him. And, and, and the Brahmin starts to say, no, no, no. Even He's not only that. He's Bhagavan. So you are speaking about educating him. But what's the meaning of educating God? He's God. He's the source of all education, basically. And, and again... Jagannath Mishra, very much in the mood of Nanda Maharaj, said, even if my child is God, first he's my son. He can be God also, that's secondary. First my child. So as my duty as a father, I have to educate him, and if I have to chastise him, I will do that. So he in the dream was speaking totally mad in Batsali above, like this, to this Brahman who appeared. And when the Brahman heard that, he was totally fulfilled, like seeing the Vatsali of, of Jagannath Mishra and disappeared and Jagannath Mishra woke up from the dream and, and started to share the dream with his different family members so they were like, wow again, remember, this is Nara Lila so it's like, wow, incredible dream you had basically no? <laughs> so basically this is the, the end of the of the Balya Lila or of the childhood pastimes of Srinimai from 1 to 5 
which ends when he starts his education process. Uh, there is a ceremony called Kadi, uh, which means like, how do you call it in English? How do you call this that you use for writing on the blackboard? Choke? Choke. Yeah. Choke. Choke. Uh -huh. So, means like hand choke. When, when you start like to write and learn the letters of the alphabets and so on. So, there's the same ceremony for that. So, when, and, and they say that through that ceremony, very quickly, Nimai learns all the letters of the Divanagari, of the Sanskrit alphabet, and all these combinations. It's not so easy. I'm starting to learn that, and he learned that in the moment. <laughs> so, that was the end of Bali Lila and the beginning of his Poganda, no? which is from 6 to 10. Some extra minutes for Poganda Lila? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> So let's go with Poganda Lila and then we will close today's set session. So the Poganda Lila is like the the second period of time after Kumar or Balya, which is from six to ten years. So it begins again with Mahaprabhu's education, starting to learn the letters and so on, till he gets married. As we will see, it's when he's ten years, like a child. So so mostly it is described that at this age, Nimai was learning Sanskrit grammar with his first teacher. We will see that along his life, Mahaprabhu has different gurus. And his first one here is Gangadas Pandit. Gangadas Pandit was Nimai's teacher of Sanskrit grammar. So it is said that Nimai went to class with his teacher and some other friends. But again, he will learn everything immediately. Like one time explained learned. One time explained, learn. And again, Sanskrit grammar is not that easy. <laughs> you need, okay, can you repeat uh, 108 times more, please, till I can fully digest that. So he just hearing them, will memorize, learn them by heart, and, and defeat all the other students in, in, in the, the capacity of learning, basically. Even elder students while he was just a boy of five years or so. So it is said that Remember, Nimai had another elder brother called Vishwaru. Slightly elder, not that elder. So when El when Vishwaru was a little bit in uh, in time, if you will, of age for getting married, according to the age that they used to get married, <laughs> Jagan and Mishra thought, okay, let's organize everything for Vishwaru to be married. So, but it is said that Vishwaru. had a very detached nature and was not at all interested in getting married. So when we, when he heard all the arrangements are being made for you to get married, he basically did one thing, which is he escaped from the house. <laughs> so he disappeared and eventually he accepted sannyas, which is basically like a death blow to, to that project. I mean, if you accept sannyas, it means I won't get married, basically. <laughs> I don't want, I won't. I will not get married. So he accepted sannyas and he started to, to do pilgrimage and parikram and so on. So Sachin and Jagannath Mishra became very sad in the context of the Lila. They want their child to be a nice grihasta. <laughs> they are not almost sannyasis in the Lila, as you can see, called Lila, Christian Lila. So, so in this moment, they say that Nimai, when he saw the sadness of his parents, he stopped being that naughty as he was. And he started like to be more, a little bit more serious and take more responsibility as much as he could be in five years in the Lila. But he started like to 
give more support to their afflicted parents, basically. And he said to them, okay, Vishwarup accepted sannyas. Uh, and that's a blessing to all the family, to have a sannyasi in our family. And by this he also was showing, I support the sannyas ashram, because sometimes they say sannyas is not meant for Kali Yuga and so on. But Mahaprabhu himself is, even before accepting sannyas himself, <laughs> he's supporting that by by saying this to his parents. And he said, but I, I assure, assure that I will remain with you here uh, and serve you. So Sach and Jagannath Mishra were like, Okay, some some relief in that context. Hmm? But it is said that <clears throat> Jagannath Mishra was really suffering the separation from Pishparu. And he thought, okay, and Nimai now is getting an education. And maybe if he gets more and more educated, at one point he will take the same decision of Pishparu. He will learn about the temporary nature of the world and so on. And he will want to accept sannyas. And for Jagannath Mishra, was this too much. I cannot lose the two of them. No? So he thought it's better that he stops studying. <laughs> he remains more ignorant, so he doesn't need to accept sannyas and all this stuff. <laughs> so he doesn't reach the same conclusion as his, as his brother. Mm-hmm. So, but Sach is saying, but who will marry a non-educated an, an boy? He has to have an education. So yeah, they have this type of struggle among... But Jagannath Mishra said, have faith in Bhagavan, he will arrange everything. So Jagannath Mishra asked Nimai, stop your studies, please. And Nimai didn't like that at all. Because he was enjoying learning and knowing and, and all this. So he started to be naughty again, even worse than before. Because he was doing something that no, was edifying for him and suddenly was caught. So he was showing his dissatisfaction by, again, breaking stuff and doing things. So... So eventually he was that so naughty <laughs> that his parents concluded, no, better let's go make him back to having an education. That that's, No matter which the consequences may be, but it's too much. He's too naughty. So he continued with having his education. There is some other... Lila also, which is mentioned in connection to Vishwarup, and once, one day Nimai is eating, uh, how do you say in English, battle leaves? Mm-hmm. that were offered to the deity, but as a child he took them and he became intoxicated in the lila. So he fainted. <laughs> and it is say what, what, when he was awoken, he had a dream and he shared the dream to, uh, to Sachi and Jagannath Misra. So he shared a dream with, Vishwarup came in a dream, Nimai's brother. He was taking Nimai out of his home with him to travel. And Vishwarup told Nimai, please accept sannyas. <laughs> so Nimai told Bishwaru, but brother, my parents are there, I'm their only child now, you left, and I'm a, so I, I will get married in the future actually, I won't accept sannyas, and I will serve my parents in that way. And Bishwaru was pleased with that, and he brought him back home, and at that point is that, and, and, and Bishwaru told Nimai, offer millions of pranam from me to Sachi. So Nimai was sharing all this to his parents who were on one side, okay, he said that he will stay with us, but again, the idea of eventual sannyas is there in the either on some level. Mm-hmm. Then the moment for Nimai to accept the Upavita came, because remember, Nimai is born in a Brahmin family. So at one point, the Brahmins are receiving Upavita. Upavita means like the sacred thread, 
basically. So it is said that he appeared on the scene of the sacrifice and he was looking just as Bhaman Dev. I remember Bhaman Dev is Bhagavan as a dwarf, Brahmin. No? So Nimai was not dwarf, but was a, key, a child, so it was that similar size. Mm-hmm. And he started to, to, to do Madhukari, that is part of the ceremony, like to beg in different places here and there. Mm-hmm. And then he continued his studies, and it is said that he grew as a brilliant, a brilliant student, and the name Pandit started to, to appear attached to the name Nimai at this point, no? like Nimai Pandit, because he was defeating everyone, and he was even given explanation that his own teacher was like, well, he was like overwhelming his own teacher being just a kid of five, six, seven years old, basically. And as we know, we hear he will present some argument uh, and say, okay, defeat it. And nobody could defeat it. And he himself presented another argument to, re- <laughs> to counteract his own argument. And everyone was like, what? And then, so now... You defeat that nobody could defeat that, nor even the teacher. So he himself re-counteracted his second argument, and in this way was, everyone's head was spinning, and Nimai was just playing with knowledge. Now, as we will see, the whole idea of him becoming a pandit, he's not a devotee here. He's not a Vaishnava yet. His conversion will come later. Now he's more interested in knowledge, but eventually the idea of this is that eventually he will become a devotee and show knowledge is nothing without bhakti. He himself, he is the greatest knowledgeable person, he will leave all that and embrace bhakti. By showing bhakti is the ultimate knowledge, Raja Vidya, the king of knowledge, basically. So, it is said that not only, and Nimai sometimes will go with his gang of friends, students, and engage in debate with other groups of students, no? in the banks of the Ganga. They will get and start to have debates on grammar, Sanskrit, and logic, and it was the type of Bira Rasa or chivalry mood they will experience in being in that age in particular. Hmm? And, 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 and when the, and the debate was getting a little bit heated, sometimes they ended splashing Ganga water on each other and throwing <laughs> sand of the Ganges or, or sometimes. Hmm? But again, Nimai was, whatever he went, he was like challenging everyone for debate. So everyone was at one point scared because, oh, there, there he's coming again. No, he wants further debate and so on. But that was his relishment. He was relishing swimming in the waves of knowledge, if you will. A very refined level. No? <laughs> and, and he was really absorbed in studies. He was worshipping Tulsi. Every Brahmin worshipped Tulsi in India. Every Hindu basically worshipped Tulsi. So, very nice student. Student very, like, seriously. And debating with everyone just putting in practice what he was learning and defeating everyone in his way. <laughs> then comes another dream that Jagannath Mishra has, and in that dream he's seeing Nimai accepting sannyas. So again, the sannyas idea is coming over and over again. <laughs> no, and, and he has like a glimpse of future lilas in which Nimai is Krishna, Chaitanya, and so on. So he awoke in great anxiety and ran to such, screaming, crying, and such a day became, what's going on, what's going on? It's a dream. But it is said that a few days after that, Jagannath Mishra passed away from this world. It's a mixture of pain from Vishwarup's separation and so on, so he passed away. And uh, of course you can imagine, now you have only Mahaprabhu as a child, and his widowed mother, Sachi Devi, the two of them living together, and he might have, in one sense, been the man of the house, 
<laughs> seven-year-old man <laughs> somehow having to take care of his mother and certain things to take further responsibilities so on. So Nimai himself started to do the funer funerary rituals of his parents and, 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 and trying to help her to maintain their life, I mean, to sustain their life. So it is said that whenever there was some scarcity of food or something, Nimai will come with gold out of the blue. And Sachi was like, where do you get that goal? Basically. And again, Nimai was just like, oh, I mean, no big deal for him. Of course, not in front of Sachi. Like, he was bringing gold whenever it was necessary. So somehow, they were passing those days, the two of them living together. At this point, Chaitanya Bhagavata is sharing a very nice summary of the boy, boyhood lilas of Nityananda Prabhu in parallel. We cannot go there, so sorry. Maybe for next meeting because it's a whole portal all together. So finally we find we close this section of Poganda Lila when Nimai gets married. No, at this time Nimai was and Sachi herself considering the option, okay, Nimai should get married. It's a good moment. So it is said that in one occasion Nimai was on the banks of the Ganga and one girl called Lakshmi came there. Lakshmi Priya, she will be the first wife of Nimai, as we will see eventually she will pass away and he will marry Vishnupriya. So it is said that when, when they saw each other, of course there are eternal concerts, <laughs> so naturally they became attracted to each other in a transcendental way. But they were again eternal concerts, so it was like immediate connection. So after he returned from school, he saw her on the banks of the Ganges and, and their attraction reawakened in that particular lila. And casually, <laughs> there was someone called Banamali, who is, I don't know how to say in English, like someone who arranges marriages. I don't know if there is a word for that. A marriage arranger or whatever. Matchmaker. matchmaker. Okay. So there are matchmakers there in the Lila also. So Banamali was that. He casually came in that moment where Nimai and Lakshmi Priya were like getting attracted to each other transcendentally. So this Banamali went to Sachi and said, I found a match for your boy, and they made all the arrangements, and eventually Nimai got married with Sri Mati Lakshmi Priya Devi, and that marks the end of his Poganda Lila from uh, 6 to 10. So today we will stop here, because we have to continue next, uh, tomorrow, basically, with the Kishore Lila of Mahaprabhu, which goes from 11 years to 15 years, which is more connected with Nimai Pandit. Now there are some glimpses of him, his Pandithood, but the real Nimai Pandit will come in the Kishore Lila, we will see. And also we will share some ideas of Babuk Nimai, which is the Jovana Lila. After 15 years, 16 onwards, when Nimai will become Babuk, which means full of Baba. That means when he accepts initiation from Ishwarapuri and officially becomes a Vaishnava. But first we, have, we go with Nimai being a Pandit, a jnani, if you will, and then his conversion to Vaishnavism. That will be for tomorrow. So today here we stop. And if there are questions or something, I think we will leave that for, for tomorrow morning. We have the Hisagosti Q&A in the morning, so you can present questions there. Srila Gurudev Ki Jai, Sriman Mahaprabhu Ki Jai, Sri Harinam Sankirtan Ki Jai, Gaur Bhakta Vrind Ki Jai, Gaur Praman Ki Jai.